In the Middle East this morning, where US Secretary of State Antony Blinken has met with Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas. The top US diplomat says Washington's immediate priority is to defuse tensions. But in a rare public criticism, he called out Israeli settlement activity in the occupied West Bank as an obstacle to peace. The United States will continue to oppose anything that puts that goal further from reach, including, but not limited to, settlement expansion, legalization of illegal outposts, move towards annexation of the West Bank, disruption to the historic status quo on Jerusalem's holy sites, demolitions and evictions, and incitement and acquiescence to violence. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken speaking in Ramallah. The visit comes after some of the worst violence in the region in 15 years. On the line now is Chris Doyle, Director of the Council for Arab-British Understanding. It's a not-for-profit organisation that promotes conflict resolution and human rights policy. Chris, good morning. Good morning. Blinken described the US ties with Israel as ironclad, but as you heard, he seemed to call out some uh, Israeli policies, settlements, for instance. What's your analysis of what he had to say? When in Israel, a US Secretary of State and other leading American politic- politicians always come out with that sort of language, emphasising it. But actually, what that really shows, that that need to say that, that there is a an element of, of crisis in the relationship. The new Israeli coalition is the most far-right in Israel's history. It contains ministers who are extremists, people who actually had you know, been wanted under Israeli law, uh, convicted under Israeli law for violent activity. So by, you know, having to emphasize these sorts of strong relationships with Israel, he's actually drawing attention uh, to it because he doesn't need to say that if visiting an ally like Australia, for example. Um, But also, as you rightly say, he has come out and criticized, which is very unusual for a leading American politician, settlements, the settlement outposts, the evictions, the demolitions, a lot of the ingredients of the 55-year-old Israeli occupation that continue to blight the day-to-day lives of millions Mm. of Palestinians. So this will not have gone unnoticed. He's left some very senior officials, Barbara Leaf and Hedy Amar, uh, on the ground partially in many ways, to keep an eye on what goes on after he leaves from his uh, three-day visit to the region. Uh, as you know, there's been a, an escalation, uh, killings of Palestinians a week ago in a refugee camp in northern West Bank, followed by uh, killings in Jerusalem, uh, for Israeli civilians killed by a gunman, seven of them. So the danger here is a massive escalation because anyone who's been watching the situation knows that all the ingredients are there for a very, very serious kickoff of uh, major violence, much worse than we've already had. You mentioned that it's unusual that this criticism was was uh, um, made during this visit. How unusual is it? It's pretty unusual. There have been moments in the US-Israeli relationship in recent years where there has been some criticism, but it's definitely not something you ever saw during the Trump administration. You occasionally saw some criticism in the Obama administration, 
but it tends to be that that sort of language is done in private and not in public, uh, that it, it, it's private criticism. But for him to come out and say that in the region, I think is is fairly powerful by US standards. Now, this is not very different, of course, to what you might expect from a European politician. Uh, but of course, the US is Israel's leading ally. It's its security guarantee. The Israelis, of course, are hoping that the United States will back them on the issue of Iran and, and, and other issues. So it does send a message. Mm. It does send a message that if Prime Minister Netanyahu caves in to that extremist element within his own cabinet and carries out some of the more uh, extreme levels of activity, major settlement expansion, then it will, really will risk the wrath of Washington. The big picture here, of course, is right now the U.S. does not want to get sucked into another Israel-Palestine imbroglio, another war on Gaza or the like, because it's got its hands full with so many other issues, not least, of course, uh, Russia-Ukraine, as well as its own domestic crisis. So they really need this like a hole in the head. Mm. It's the last thing that President Biden wants to have to get involved in. And indeed, you know, the broader U.S. ambition is to get more involved with the Pacific Rim and get out of them at least and not get sucked back in. So that was the message to Israel. But what was Blinken's message to Palestinian authorities? Well, he's just been to Ramadan today and in meeting President Abbas, I think there was an element of you know, trying to give him some degree of reassurance that the US will oppose, uh, you know, settlements and the like. But he goes to meet the Palestinian Authority at a time when it is in crisis. It's in crisis because of its uh, declining legitimacy amongst Palestinians. It's not seen as representing them. It's had a lot of criticism of its record, its high levels of corruption, and in many ways is losing ground in terms of being able to control many of the cities that are under its partial control, where they run the day-to-day -day affairs of uh, Palestinian life. For example, in Janine, where there was that Israeli attack on the refugee camp. So the Palestinian Authority is in a very shaky position at the moment. It's only able to pay about 50% of uh, salaries. It's the largest employer in uh, the occupied Palestinian territory. So it's in financial crisis as well as political crisis. And I think there's probably a realization amongst the Americans that at the moment, there's not a lot the Palestinian Authority can do to stop attacks on Israelis that have largely been carried out by lone individuals because it simply doesn't have the clout anymore. It's losing ground. And of course, it has an aging leadership. Abbas himself is now 87. Uh, we don't know what will happen when he does uh, pass away. There's or no succession down, plan? Uh, not in public. And it risks, of course, uh, because there is a lack of process you know, there that has been uh, developed a power struggle in the event that he leaves the scene. So the Palestinian Authority is in a very weak position at the moment, partially of its own making, partially because the situation of the Israeli occupation that is 
contributed to that uh, weakness. And of course, then, of course, you've got Hamas who continue to, to run Gaza. So the divisions in Palestinian politics render, uh, you know, Palestinian ambitions so difficult to, to realise. Chris Doyle, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you. That's the Director of the Council for Arab-British Understanding, Chris Doyle. Listen to more great stories that take you beyond the headlines. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.